honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Logan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wygen. Timberwolves Explosion is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you once again for joining me today. Minnesota Timberwolves last week had four games and wound up two and two, pretty much exactly how I expected. is what it is. I mean, for one, you don't win road games. Two, you don't beat the good teams on the road. At least you're able to take care of some pretty rotten teams at home. That's good. Not the best games you ever saw, and certainly uh, some some absence time as well. Carl Anthony Towns twisting his knee a little teeny bit there against the Washington Wizards later on in that game before the overtime period. The game was way too close, 135 to 130. Yes, it went to overtime, but, oh boy. I mean, still, tons of points given up before even going into the overtime period. Minnesota, luckily, able to escape. Colonel Anthony Towns could pretty much do it all in this game. Was pretty much nailing everything. Three-pointer after three-pointer, corner threes, catch-and-shoot threes like he's been doing pretty much time and time again. Database Jop got his first start. No Andrew Wiggins for whatever reason. Just banged up. I, I don't know. I mean, lack of heart. I have no idea. But, eh, well, I guess you could say he's questionable every game. But, <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of us are on the Bash Wiggins bandwagon. Pretty much everybody. Local media. Everybody in the local media, whether they're a huge fan of Wiggins or not. I'm a huge fan of Wiggins, but I'm not a huge fan at the moment. He has just uh, vanished off the face of the earth. And, again, you continue to see moments where it's like, there it is. That's all he's got to do. I mean, you can't expect him to do the same thing every play because that'll get caught up. But, I mean, it'll get, you know, people will catch up to it and all that. Everybody watches film and keeps up with things. But, uh, still, there's more to Andrew Wiggins' game than just weak, long twos. He's got to have, uh, he's got to be more aggressive attacking the basket like he did earlier in his career. To this day, I have no idea what changed that. Other than, I mean, I don't know, he got beat up a little bit attacking to the basket, but it's not like he got hurt. I mean, he was an Iron Man until like sometime last year, so shoot. I mean, and he still doesn't miss that many games. So I don't know what the problem is. Just bulk up a little bit, like all these other guys that attack the basket and use their strength, uh, willing themselves to the hoop. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, despite the injury in the fourth quarter, wound up with 40 points in the game. Unbelievable. Continues his Wilt Chamberlain-like run here, getting at least one block in this one. Uh, but the 15 rebounds, obviously very solid. Keita Bates Jop. Everyone's calling him Diop now. I thought people knew what his last name was or how, how to pronounce it. It's Jop. Do you remember Desagna Jop? Yeah, I know. That's a real easy name to pronounce and everything. But the name's been out there before. It's Jop. It's not Diop. It's Jop. Keita Bates Jop. All right. Sound good? So, yes, 5 of 12 from the floor. He played almost 37 minutes in the game. Put up reasonable numbers. I mean, I guess he's kind of like a wannabe Luol Deng at this point. thought I turned the noise off on this thing. I don't know what the deal is with that. But Keita Bates, Jop. Um, solid start to his young NBA career. That's good to see. Obviously, after getting zero playing time under the uh, former administration, and now with the injuries to Luol Deng getting banged up because, well, I mean, Luol Deng getting banged up, imagine that, obviously. And now Andrew Wiggins has been kind of off injured all season. Jeff Teague was awful in this Washington game. I expected more, but I don't know. I mean, Jeff Teague is just so random. I think he plays better against Western Conference teams. I mean, I don't know. He'll, he'll play against these Eastern Conference teams, and he's like 2 of 14, 1 of 11. Remember last year, was it 0 of 10 against the Hawks? Embarrassing game against Atlanta last year's former club. And Dennis Schroeder, a guy who, well, he had a, he had a feud with when those two were in Atlanta, and he kind of boiled it over. That's how Jeff Teague is. Talk about a guy that holds grudges. But uh, your backcourt in this game shot three of <laughs> three of nineteen in the game. What? I mean, that's f- freaking awful. But well, yeah, he, he still wind up uh, scoring 130 points. Yes, it took overtime, but still 130 points. Whether you went to overtime or not is a crazy amount. And, uh, well, <clears throat> this shows you how good Carl Anthony Towns was. And now that was your starting backcourt, Josh Hogan and Jeff Teague. Now, your six-man guard, guard whatever he is, point guard and shooting guard, basically combination now at this stage in his career. 29 points for Derrick Rose, and he was the hero heading into the overtime period. Awesome, awesome job. Uh, Taj Gibson continued his extremely solid play. 
at the center and back up power forward position, getting multiple minutes, uh, getting his minutes combined there, backing up Dario Sarge, and occasionally when Towns might be sitting out. Uh, awesome job by Taj Gibson getting the double-double, 15 and 13. Great job. Uh, Cameron Reynolds, uh, you know, he got 20 minutes in the game. Not many people really know who he is, obviously. 10-game, uh, 10 10-day uh, 10 contract. Tyus Jones, four assists in the 19 minutes he played, the four points off the bench. Solid game, but this is another one of those games when you're like, Tyus is really solid, but he can't be a starter. Yeah, when you look in future games, you figure, yeah. And, of course, he's been better than <laughs> than uh, Jeff Teague, without a doubt. I do believe Tyus Jones has starter potential in the NBA, and, uh, well, we'll continue that into the Jazz game and such. He's kind of been the glue holding the team together in that backcourt, at least in the starting position at times when he does start. Uh, he's very solid as a point guard in this league. You don't expect crazy numbers, this and that, but he will get assists, he'll play solid defense, and he'll make smart plays. Nothing wrong with having Tyus Jones running the point guard long-term for this team. I honestly believe um, you're going to have a lot of money tied up in two guys, for sure. Obviously, Andrew Wiggins is one of them. Carl Anthony Towns really could be looking at $190 million because he should make an all-NBA team this season, more than likely. But a solid win for Minnesota. Thank God for Derrick Rose kind of helping the Wolves down the stretch in the overtime period. Bradley Peel, cold-blooded three-point shot. At the buzzer, that Tissot buzzer beater type of deal. 36 points for him. Only 2 of 10, though. That just figures. And a guy's sucking from downtown. Of course, he'll magically hit that one. And Trevor Ariza, who burned us beyond recognition a week before in Washington, had, uh, was 7 of 11 from downtown in this game as well. Trevor Ariza, very, very solid. Hitting those threes like crazy. His talents are being wasted in Washington. It was better when he was on those championship caliber teams. He would fit right in with the Houston Rockets right now, I'm sure. Maybe come back to the Lakers, but eh, I don't think so. I don't, the Lakers are, they, heck, they're worse than us right now. 31 and 37, so I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> I have no idea. But Trevor Reese on Washington, it is a shame. It's just a waste. Waste of talent. So, I don't know. Sometimes it happens. People might be saying that about uh, Anthony Tolliver right now. Coming off the bench could be a valuable spark plug on a playoff team. And the Wolves seven games out of the playoffs at the moment doesn't look good. And that's just being honest. I know everybody wants their little... They want their lime green and, and navy blue shades on all the time. And, and I, I can't believe how many of you worship Zach Levine the way you do. It's kind of embarrassing, actually, on some of those Facebook pages out there. It's okay to like him. It's okay to be a fan of him. But some of you are acting like he's Michael Jordan. I mean, for cripes' sake. Cripes with a P. It's kind of silly. Like, he's not that good. He's pretty one-dimensional. And for people to get mad at me and say I'm basically, I have no basketball IQ or whatever the heck the fool was saying the other... I don't know, whatever, sometime earlier yesterday, I didn't even respond to him. All I did was click, ha-ha. Like, you have nothing, nothing you said impressed me at all. You're just running your big fat mouth, and the hell with you. So I won't even mention what Facebook pages is, but uh, let's just say it's a well-known Facebook page. Uh, yeah, on this show anyway. <laughs> it, it happens. You know, not everybody's going to agree with you. There's way too many of these out there. The worst part is the guy's not even on the frickin' team, and I know it's so popular to bash Wiggins right now, and that just makes you sound cool, I guess. And then there's the other people that are, again, are sheep. They'll follow Wiggins like crazy. You know, the best place to be when it comes to these type of conversations, right somewhere in the middle, because bashing Wiggins does not make you cool. It, it really doesn't. I know it's real cool to bash Wiggins and worship Levine. I know there's a ton of that out there, and I'm not saying Tanae did that. Levine is better than Wiggins right now. Yes. Okay. Are you happy, everybody out there that might be saying that like a thousand times a day, but uh, to kind of uh, turn it into like it's Michael Jordan versus Mario Ellie, I think you're crazy. It's not that big of a separation, okay? Not quite. It's not quite that bad. Wiggins' talent is there. It's just the bleeping want-to that's missing. And I don't understand why it's missing. You'd think he would have a want-to, but, well, look at the people at work when they get big raises or they get hired. You know, like the temps come in, they work their ass off. Oh, I'm going to get hired. I'm going to get hired. And then they get hired, and then they're like, what? 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 You want me to work now? <laughs> you want me to keep working on that? Oh, I I have to use the restroom. <laughs> I'm going to go play on my phone, like in the hallway. I'm going to hide somewhere for like 20 minutes. That's basically how life is. Okay, well, enough of that dirty laundry. Minnesota versus the New York Knicks. Back-to-back -back situation. No Carl Anthony Towns. It's a trap game. Nah, the Wolves still won. 103-92 because the Knicks suck big time. And I apologize, Philip Brown. I know. I mean, we've been there. We're stuck in the classic mediocrity range now. Like Carl, uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, uh, Tom Thibodeau's first year with the Wolves. And he won like 30-ish games. And I don't know. Got a, you know, 
I know. Well, we still went up with a fairly high draft pick that year. I'm kind of confused now. How did we get such a high pick? I don't know. <laughs> we just did. Oh no, that was a different year. That was the year we. Uh, oh yeah, we did. We ended up taking Justin Patton and uh, trading a draft pick away. We would have had the seventh pick though. Seventh pick. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, we still might wind up with something like that, depending on the situation. But we're probably going to win more than 32 games because that year, yeah, that was basically the amount that we're at right now, and that was the amount then. I don't know what I'm... Uh, Minnesota beat the New York Knicks 103-92. Not a very fun game necessarily, but at least it was a fairly easy game. Like, we were going to win and everything. DeAndre Jordan, I've seen more life in Andrew Wiggins in some games than DeAndre Jordan in this one. That's saying a lot. <laughs> there I go, bashing Wiggins now. Dennis Smith was a mess. Couldn't hit a shot. He had more turnovers than assists. Kevin Knox, well... He wasn't Fort Knox in this game. He was okay, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, 13 points, 5 of 11. I don't know. Mitchell Robinson probably should have shot the ball more. Probably should have gotten the ball more, this and that, given more opportunities. He was pretty damn good up the bench in the little in the little five attempts he had. But uh, Kata Bates' job, awesome game. 18 points in his second NBA start, 7 of 12 from the floor, 2 of 3 from downtown, and a couple of catch-and-shoots there. A couple blocks, couple steals in the game, 6 rebounds. What a nice game for Kata Bates' job. All right, everyone, are you ready now? Kata Bates' job over Wiggins? Is it a controversy? Is it is it the second-round pick beating out the number one overall pick in the draft in 2014? Is it this year's second-round pick going to knock him out of a starting spot? Is, is that the next step? Maybe. I don't think so. But uh, Jeff Teague, nice little double-double. Well, at least he played well against this Eastern Conference team. 20 points, 10 assists in the game. Um, Tyus Jones, very solid, 5 of 10. He was 3 of 4 from downtown. He was very solid in the game. Derek Rose having some more soreness. So it's just kind of like off and on and off and on. And that's why you cannot commit, you know, like $15 million a year to Derek Rose or $12 million a year. We're probably looking at 5 to $8 a million two years, three years for Derrick Rose if and when he does resign with the Minnesota Timberwolves because he's just, it is what it is. He's he's in and out because of the soreness. You know, he gets soreness in those knees and the ankles and I don't know. It just is what it is. But when he's healthy, he's a hell of a player still. But it's in spurts. Um, he should probably get like 20 minutes a game. Some of these 30-minute games where he plays really well and, and all that and puts in this good effort, you get him the next game, and it's just like, uh, I have to get up today? Are you kidding me? It was a back-to-back, -back, though, to be fair, so maybe I should be a little nicer about that. Uh, Josh Okogie's been averaging about three points a game the past couple of weeks, and boy, he's not been putting the numbers on the board in that statistic, but his defense very strong, and he does add the statistics as well, the three steals, three blocks, so very, very aggressive defensively in this game, like he is every game, jumping after those loose balls. Those type of things do not show up in the stat sheet. The stuff that does, though, <clears throat> his offensive numbers have been not good lately. Again, he's averaging about three points, maybe four points a game the past two weeks, so his offense has been sucking pretty bad lately, unfortunately. But <clears throat> it's okay. It was the New York Knicks. Taj Gibson, his second start at center this season with uh, Mr. Carl out of their third start. Pardon me. Carl missed two games earlier. Uh, 25 points, 8 rebounds. Luckily, again, Carl's knee kind of buckled, kind of, uh, what's the word? I, uh, just It just buckled a little teeny bit, uh, tweaked a little bit. Thank God it wasn't anything too serious. Uh, even an M, uh, a friggin' meniscus can screw everything up. That can be really, really bad, obviously, because that can be a long-time injury and it can really slow you down. But Carl Anthony Towns luckily would only miss this game, which is pretty shocking. At the end of the day, it didn't look too serious, thankfully, but I'm sure it hurt a little bit. We've all been there. I mean, I've been walking up the stairs one day, and it's just, boom. It's like, what the hell was that? I can hardly walk all of a sudden. What the hell just happened in there? It's really scary, but luckily it goes away in a, in a couple days, usually. But unfortunately, when you're pushing 40, it tends to drag around a little longer than when you're in your early 20s. Thank God that Carl's in his early 20s. But nice, solid game against the New York Knicks. Not a whole lot to say about this one. <clears throat> just a nice, solid performance by the Brooklyn native, just like last time around against the New York Knicks. Carl Anthony Towns has played zero games against the Knicks this year, and the Wolves went 2-0, and so that's nice, and it does say a lot of how the Knicks have played of late. 13-54. Um, <clears throat> Again, I feel for Phillip Brown. I hope, if the Wolves don't get super lucky and get the number one overall pick in the draft, I, I kind of hope the Knicks get it. I, I'd rather the Knicks get it than like other teams out there. I'm tired of Cleveland getting the first overall pick in the draft. Like, who, who isn't? Show of hands? <laughs> yeah, like uh, David Kahn would say, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see Cleveland get it again. They've had, their, they've had enough chances. They got their one championship, finally, with two number one overall picks on the roster in that game. 
And of course, both of them being a huge factor. That was, of course, Game 7 of the Finals 2016. They got their championship finally, poor guys. But um, the 9th and 10th of March, Saturday, Sunday, back-to-back with Washington New York. Both wins in the Target Center. Pretty cool. Now we head to Pepsi Center where we play the Joker. And it was a joke. This game was pretty much a joke. The Wolves made it interesting here and there, but kind of right out of the get-go. The Wolves struggled hitting shots. Denver, they got a little bit of fax break. They got a little showtime to them, don't they? Uh, great passing skills by this team up and down the roster. And I mean up and down the roster. Uh, Nikola Jokic is Jokic. It's not Jokic. It's Jokic. Definitely. Um, I kept I compared him to Arvita Sabonis. I think he absolutely is. Um, he didn't attempt a three because I know Sabonis is one of the first like major stretch fours, stretch fives in the NBA. Oh boy. Well, this team does a little bit of everything. Um, they're up and down the court. They set other players up for layups and dunks, but they also set players up kind of like Golden State, you know, catch and shoot threes, and there was a gajillion of them in this game. I mean, the threes, the passing, I don't like the Denver Nuggets at all, but I kind of do. You know what I mean? You know, at least they're a little, you know, I'm sick of the Warriors. I'd rather see Denver beat them. I don't know. I I, I guess they're kind of similar to Golden State. Their offense is freaking awesome, obviously. Uh, 40 assists in the game. 40 assists in the game. They made 18 of 30 from downtown in the game. That's 60%. 60% from the floor overall. I mean, the, the, was the Wolves' defense bad or was the Denver offense good? I think both. Uh, that's basically my feeling of this one. It was both. Sure, the Wolves' defense is bad. And our offense was just sputtering the whole game as well. Half the time, Denver... I mean, Denver had the ball probably like three-fourths of the game. And they took care of business. Uh, Cameron Reynolds... Played almost 26 minutes in the game. Four of seven, all three-point attempts. Four of seven, though, so good. But the Wolves were down by like a billion points, and Denver had killed the Timberwolves the whole second half. Poor Gorgi Zhang, only four minutes. That kind of sucks. But uh, an entertaining game in a sense of, well, the Wolves were hanging in there. Carl Towns had some great plays, you know, running off the glass, and some th- and ones, a big fat dunk on... Uh, on, uh, uh, what was his name? That guy, the guy who starts with a P, right? That starts with a P. Everybody knows who he is. Mason Plumley. that's who it was. Yeah, the guy who was in the dunk contest just like a, two years ago. That was weird. But uh, Mason Plumley. of course I know who that is. Just blanking on him. Uh, I don't know why Plumley was on him in some of those plays, but Carl had some huge highlights on him. Uh, there's a little bit of a thing between Jokic, the Joker, and Carl Anthony Towns. It's just, it's just a, a classic rivalry, I suppose. But, uh, Carl certainly had the better numbers in the game, but Jokic got the win. Absolutely dominant performance and uh, great uh, passing skills of this Denver team. Again, 40 assists up and down the court, whether it's a catch-and-shoot three, a layup, or a dunk. There is a little bit of Golden State in Denver, and, well, Denver Nuggets are gold. So I guess it might be gold versus gold in the Golden Western Conference coming up here uh, come uh, late May, early June here. That could be the case. Western Conference Finals, I would not be surprised. Hopefully Denver can... uh, Make a good showing of it. They've been fighting for that number one bid in the Western Conference. Unfortunately, it did not help Houston last year, even though it should have. Freaking Chris Paul got hurt like his 99th time of his career. Uh, Paul Millsap back to respectability again. His numbers had been down, but even him, even Paul Millsap, 4 of 5 from downtown. Years ago, you saw him as this L. Jefferson clone. Heck, he even looks like him, like like his younger brother or something. 4 or 5 from downtown. You'd, you'd never see that out of L. Jefferson. Unbelievable. They just hit shots. Uh, Jamal Murray beating up on the team that passed on him for Chris Dunn in the draft. 10 of 16, 4 of 6, 30 points. Just had his way throughout the entire game. Had a number of steals. Oh, boy. Mm, 133-107 is just kind of all you need to say. And uh, Denver scored 70... (laughs) Denver scored 75 points in the second half. Like, whatever. Just seriously, whatever. Whatever. Bad. 75 points in the second half. Like th- th- That's the way things have been of late. Again, if you want Ryan Saunders to get hired, this isn't helping. Um, I don't know what to say or do. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I want Ryan Saunders to get hired. We'll see what happens. I mean, he's probably going to, but who's the general manager going to be? What's the approach going to be with the new general manager slash uh, president of basketball operations, whatever he is? Very unlikely that uh, Scott Lady is going to stay around. We'll see. He's a strange guy. Apparently, talk is that there's a reason why the Timberwolves don't make a whole lot of trades because nobody likes, uh, no, nobody wants to deal with Scott Layden and Tom Thibodeau like when they were in charge, whatever. Because they're just weird. They're just bleeping weird. They they they're too bunker mentality. And 
I don't know. That's just kind of how things have been pretty much forever with those two guys. Luckily, Thibodeau gone and uh, Layden, who's a nice guy but a weird guy, more than likely on his way out as well. Feel for him a little bit because you can tell he's you know kind of sad about it. But and I'm sure anybody would be. But uh, Denver again, outstanding performance for them, and uh, that's just it. I mean, great game for Carl again. Those plays off the glass. I just love those little runners off the glass and those moves and. Ah, love what Carl brings. I, I love that, you know, those 45-degree angle plays off the glass, drawing fouls and such, going for end ones. Josh Okogie, did I mention his offense has stunk lately? 23 minutes, 0-4-0, leaping points. So that's all I got to say about that, unfortunately. And that's all. Well, Denver beat the Wolves, 133-107. I said that about 50 times now, and whatever. Uh, we get to go to Utah. On March the 14th, that was March the 12th, Tuesday, March the 12th in Denver, where the Wolves got beat up pretty bad on national television. Always fun to see that happening. Fun, fun. It's always fun, yeah. But uh, we play the yeah, Utah Jazz. Andrew Wiggins back in the mix again. I don't, I don't know. I mean, well, he had a nice spin move on Rudy Gobert. Beautiful spin move right around him. And even drew an and one, but of course clanged the free throw like it, like he, like he wasn't even aiming for the freaking basket. One of three from the free throw line. <sighs> you know, see, he's shooting forty four percent from the free throw line so far in the month of March, and it's the fifteenth. It's not the you know, it's not like it's March first or anything. <laughs> oh my god! Forty four percent from the free throw line. <laughs> I mean, that's like not even trying. Like, it, dude, you're better than that. He's better than that. I mean, Shaquille O'Neal's. Do you know what his excuse was? Well, for one, he's this, he's super tall, and the rim looked flat to him because he's that tall. It had kind of a flat look to it, so he shot the ball flat. What's the other excuse that Shaquille O'Neal had? He had a pretty he had a pretty pain. He had a pretty bad shoulder injury when he was a kid, and it never really you know he never went to, he he never had surgery on it, so he can't really lift his shoulder all that high. Little did we know he had a hell of an NBA career, but he can't really lift his shoulder all that high in that shooting motion, so naturally his shot is flat as a brick, and that's why they call it a brick. One of the reasons, anyway. Uh, Andrew Wiggins' excuse? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, anybody out there? Does he need to see a basketball shrink? I think so. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, another fun, solid game. 3 of 4 from downtown. Got blocked pretty nastily blocked by uh, Rudy Gobert. He only had two blocks in the game, did Rudy, but that was a biggie. Oh, man, that was embarrassing. Uh, still, Carl pretty much bested Gobert, generally speaking, in the game. Gobert, double-double, though, of course. Ten points and 13 rebounds. He's going to get a double-double every game. He's going to be in the All-NBA defensive team every year. Uh, Rubio looks funny. I don't know what to describe what Rubio looks like. I don't know. He just looks like a skateboarder, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> You could see him at the, what the hell do they call it? Third layer here locally in Golden Valley of all places. Third layer close to Taco Bell in Florida Avenue, I think it's called. Even in Golden Valley, Minnesota, third layer. I think Rubio looks like he belongs in third layer or something. The headband, the long hair, and the the, the little uh, sock. I forget what the heck they call those on your, on your arm that Alan Iverson used to wear. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> at the end of the day... The Wolves were playing well, hanging in there in the fourth quarter. The Utah Jazz just pulled away, and it's just typical. Uh, again, the first quarter didn't start out so well, but the Wolves hung in there in the middle stages of the game. And like just about every game when you play against these teams on the road, especially because the Wolves just don't win road games at all, uh, at all. They just pulled away to the uh, Phoenix Suns, or excuse me, Utah Jazz. Yeah, Phoenix might have pulled away too and beat us. Uh, six straight wins at home for the Timberwolves, but on the road, it's just, just the same old crap. Tyus Jones, awesome game, though, I think. Just under 30 minutes, 6-9 from the floor. Didn't make a 3, unfortunately. 0 of 1 there. 9 assists, 12 points. And if you get games like that from Tyus Jones, we'll take that anytime, anywhere. How, how many turnovers did Tyus have? How many? Uh, against this pretty pretty tough Utah team that kept the Wolves' uh, defense to 100 points, which is pretty good this day and age. Zero. Zero turnovers. Zero. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh <laughs> I really like what Tyus Jones brings to the Minnesota Timberwolves running the floor. Uh, and I'll take it any day. I think he's better than... I mean, I, I think if it was Teague or even Rose, I think the Wolves would have lost by more than 20 in this game. But again, that fourth quarter stunk. And that's just all there is to say. Rose out again. I don't know. When he plays those big minutes, he's not going to play the next game or he's going to get five minutes and then not play the game after that. 
And that's pretty much what took place. Jeff Teague, like, whatever. I mean, uh, he's just like that Ford Mustang. You're like, yay, you know, like, it's not the, it's not a great car, but it's a good car. And you're all excited about it, but it never worked. That's about it. That's pretty much what Jeff Teague has turned into this past year. I don't know, man. It's a joke. Joke Teague, basically, this year. But um, it wasn't a bad game for a while until the fourth quarter. And then it just got, like, yeah. And, and the freaking, I, I, I don't know, freaking uh, Jared Bayless. I mean, what the hell was he doing? He had four turnovers in the game to tie to equal with his four assists, so that was completely offset. Basically, those four assists mean nothing after getting five, four bleeping turnovers. So who would you rather have running your point, Jared Bayless or Tyus Jones? Anyone? Hands raised? No. <laughs> I mean, he's like dribbling the ball, trying to make a pass, and I don't know where the ball was going. It was like in the third quarter, late in the third quarter, when it felt like the tide was turning completely to Utah around that stage. It was still a close game, and the Wolves would have a little run that would make it a little closer in the fourth quarter, but you could feel like this game was over around that stage. You could just feel like, yeah, this is where things really start to hit the fan, so to speak. I mean, I don't know what he's doing. He's like dribbling, and next thing the ball's going forward somewhere. No, Nobody knocked the ball out of his hand. He just, I don't know what he's looking for. This is the dumbest, weirdest-looking thing ever. Just terrible. So that drove me nuts. Um, again, Wiggins, nice spin move in the game, and he just never does it, and it just sums it all up. He did it only once in the whole game, and of course he missed the free throw like way, it was like Blair Walsh trying to make a 21-yard field goal, 27-yard field goal to beat the Seahawks. It was kind of about as accurate as that. It was way off to the side. I mean, it's one thing if it's short or long, but it was way off to the side. I mean, that was just butt-ugly crap. Come on, Andrew, you're better than that, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't know who's going to get to this guy. Obviously, his confidence is shattered, too, i got to think. I mean, the whole bleeping town is trashing him every bleeping day and talking about how bleeping Zach Levine's the next Michael Jordan with, 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 with a better leaping ability. Yeah, no, I don't know about that either. Uh, but st- seriously, you'd think he's the next Jordan, Zach Levine, and Andrew Wiggins is, like, I don't know, A.C. Earl or something. Most people don't even know who that is, and that's the whole point. Yeah, he played for the Celtics years ago, and he stunk. Some big guy who couldn't play, really. I don't know. But not 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 the best week. We took care of business against the bad teams, and then, well, clearly, the better teams in the Western Conference were the better teams against the Minnesota Timberwolves this week. Minnesota seven games out of the playoffs. And, uh, well, lotto balls fall our direction. That'd be nice. Um, we could use a little help, obviously. You thought we had enough players, young young players, to believe that this could be an up-and-coming team with another addition or two. Here we go. You know, 55 wins, maybe something much even better if Carl Anthony Towns becomes literally a legitimate MVP candidate in the coming years. But, you, but of course, Andrew Wiggins is canceling himself out as a player in this league right now, as, as a legitimate uh, player. I mean, we thought he was going to be franchise-level swingman in this league, and he's not been that guy. All in all, Sarich had an okay, solid week. Uh, Akogi, another two little points against the Jazz. Two bleeping points. In and out. Uh, Kata Bates job six minutes. Not the best game. But really, nobody played that great in this game except Carl. Only 15 attempts, 26 points again. Basically doing what he's done all these games. Getting to the basket and hitting some threes. Three of four from downtown for Carl. He's the mainstay, and other people need to help out. And it's got to be somebody other than Derek Bleepin' Rose. You know, I like Derek Rose, but his shot selection is irritating too. You know how everybody loves Zach Levine? His shot selection can drive you crazy sometimes. Everybody loves Derek Rose. His shot selection can drive you crazy sometimes. Is there an echo? I know you guys just love swagger, and you love guys that like to put the ball on the floor and, and launch shots like crazy and score 26 points and 20 and on like you know 26 points and on 20 shots and everything it's fun to watch but it's irritating to watch too um, you don't have to be a complete purist to say that so it's got to be somebody other than Derek bleepin Rose scoring 20 points okay please when it comes to helping out Carl Anthony Towns come on come on Andrew 20 points a game 20 20 points a game Andrew okay 20 points, not 15 and 44% from the free throw line, which is, I don't know what got into this guy. It's like a disease. It's terrible. It's sad, too, at the same time. With that said, your <laughs> your Carl Anthony Towns award for the week is Carl Anthony Towns. Your alpha wolf is Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, duh, even though he missed a game, well, he was unbelievable the entire week. That's all there is to say. There's no competition for that award. Johnny Flynn Memorial, is there really any competition for that award either? 
I don't know. You could say it's Andrew Wiggins. You could say it's Josh Okogie for the offense, but he brings the defense. So he brings the defense. His, his offense is very Flynn-like. Uh, Jared Bayless is just ugly to watch. God, you know, he's better than this too. I don't know. Taj Gibson is the closest thing to the second guy of uh, Alpha Wolf Award, but he's too far behind Carl to even get a slight consideration. Uh, I have to give it to Wiggins. I mean, you know what? I'm going to give it to Teague, too. We, Teague, say bleep and healthy from what, you know, what, what the hell happened to this guy? It's just ridiculous. Every other game. Oh, he's out again. Yeah, way to be, way to be uh, re- reliable, Jeff. Seriously. And Andrew Wiggins, way to be like whatever. I mean, you can't even make a bleeping free throw. No excuses for that. So, I don't know. I, I don't know what he's watching. So, that's all there is to say. We got to preview three games coming up, and let's do it. Segment number two, right after this. Andrew. Andrew, the rim's that way. Andrew, to the left a little bit. Okay, maybe to the right. To the Just shoot the bleeping ball. Just go in. Oh, my God. And we are back here on Timber Wolves Explosion, segment number two. Time to preview three games. We get to play the Rockets, who we've been great against this year. Two and zero against the Houston Sprockets. Unfortunately, is it a road game? It is. Yeah. Aw, crap. Well, we beat them at home many times. We'll play the Sprockets, the Warriors, and the Charlotte Hornets. You'll be shocked at who I think we're going to beat. Actually, at the end of the day, out of this group, um, we usually lose in Houston. We usually lose in Charlotte but we play well at home. Hmm. Well, we'll get to that in a minute, who we're going to actually beat this week. It doesn't happen often, but we're going to, you know, but it does happen at least once a year. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second, and it's not just trying to be that guy. Uh, James Harden, he's the greatest scorer ever. Yep, he's, he's better than Asher Robertson. He's better than Michael Jordan. He's better than Will Chamberlain. Yep, because everything now is better than what it was in the past. I mean, they're just faster, better, stronger. Everybody's automatically better. You know, if it happened after 2000, it matters. If it happened before 2000 or 1990, it doesn't matter at all. Nothing ever happened because, yeah, everything now is better. That, that's just all. Yep, that's it. Well, that's what some of you believe. I'm not convinced. I think it's capable and possible that there's a player better today than there was the in the past, but I'm not going to just say everybody's better today just because just because it's prettier in HD or their their muscles are a little bit bigger or something. You don't think those guys that have bigger muscles today if they played today versus then? Did you ever think about that, some of you? But anyhow, James Harden, 36 points a game. Yeah, I know. And he plays this cheap-ass game. He gets calls. No matter what he does, he gets the call. And whenever he doesn't get the call, he acts like he's been violated in every bleeping way, shape, and form. With that said, the Houston Rockets have been playing great. Chris Paul is getting back in his mode again. He's starting to look like Chris Paul again. Uh, last time he played here in Target Center, he was freaking awful. Houston Rockets are now 42-26. and 26. Do you remember how weak their record was at the start of the season? Like, they were losing like crazy. 42-26, and 26, and they are three games ahead of the Spurs, who we've almost all forgotten about by now. Yeah, they're going to be in the playoffs again. They're actually a little better than last year, but it certainly helps when they actually have somebody instead of nobody when it came to no uh, Kawhi Leonard at all last year, and now you got DeMar DeRozan. So, all right, you know, he might not be Kawhi Leonard, but he's doing well. Is DeMar DeRozan, three games behind the Houston Sprockets. The Sprockets, Spacely Sprockets, are going to win the uh, uh, Southwest Division, I'm sure. Spacely Sprockets, uh, Chris Paul, well, eight assists a game. He's playing much better. Clint Capella's missed some time, and unfortunately it didn't help that he didn't play last time around against the Wolves. It did help the Wolves' cause, but not the uh, Rockets' cause. Love Clint Capella. He's one of the only players in Houston that I really like, actually. James Harden bugs everybody. He, he doesn't just bug me. He bugs everybody. Uh, everybody, you know, Chris Paul bugs everybody. Eric Gordon is okay, but, I mean, he's finally been reliable the past few years. I don't know. Um... I don't think the Wolves are going to beat the Rockets in Houston. It's possible, but I doubt it. They're playing great basketball. Uh, they've been, they're four and one in their last five. Their most recent game was a loss to Golden State by only two points. An epic battle, 106-104. Houston hanging in there, but the freaking Warriors getting the job done at the end of the day. I don't feel good about that. I'd rather I'd cheer for Houston any day of the week versus the Golden State Warriors. You know, I'd cheer for Denver, and I've had a huge thing against Denver over the years. Portland Trailblazers too. Yeah, we all know how I feel about the Warriors. I think we've had enough of them by now. Um, 
last year's NBA Finals could have been, would have been, wouldn't have been, woulda, coulda, shoulda type of thing. Houston beats Toronto in Toronto, 107-95. Impressive. They beat the Philadelphia Phillies, Philadelphia Philadelphia 76ers in Houston, 106-91. 107-91, pardon me. And then they barely beat Dallas. For some reason, that's a weird place. Tough place to play sometimes. 94-93 by only one point. They crushed the Hornets 116-106 in Houston and then losing in Houston 106-104 unfortunately. A little bit of frustration there for Houston not getting the job done. They'll play the Phoenix Suns tonight and then in two days they play the Minnesota Timberwolves on St. Patrick's Day. So happy St. Patrick's Day ahead of time for all of you. Wolves don't play until Sunday. They're off Friday and Saturday to relax. Hopefully get the free throw shot maybe a little bit closer to the rim. Andrew would be nice. How about in the rim, in the basket, more often than 44% this month? Yeah, that's got to change, like today, like yesterday. Uh, Houston, obviously, is a stacked team. Are they healthy? Are they ready to go? Hopefully for their sake, because if they are, they got a chance. Uh, Kenneth Reed was a addition, free agent addition during the season, and he's done very well. He looks like the Kenneth Reed he was in Denver years ago. I still think Houston's going to, I think Houston's going to find a way to the West Finals again. I think they're better than Denver, but maybe not. Um, they can be better than Denver. It could be a very epic battle in the uh, second round of the playoffs, possibly, if these two teams square off. We'll see if Houston can manage to get the, at least the third seed in the West. They're going to kind of have to do that in order to get to that situation. Otherwise, they'll have to play the Warriors probably in the second round, which, well, you know, I, I don't know. I'm sick of the Warriors. I'm just sick of the Warriors. If anybody beats them, I'll be very happy. Um, yeah, Houston is the third seed right now, so as long as uh, Houston can f- fend off Portland, which I don't think will be a huge problem, then there you go. Uh, Oklahoma City has dropped down to fifth now, and Utah is kind of breathing down their neck a bit as well. So Houston right now would play the Utah Jazz in the first round. Ooh, that's not an easy series for anybody. That'll be a good series. Portland and OKC, that's classic. Denver versus Spurs, and Golden State versus the Clippers, who are still hanging on. They're nine games above five hundred are the Los Angeles Clippers. I think they're going to make it because Sacramento's a game below 500. They're way behind. Minnesota is 10th and seven games behind the Clippers. So, I don't know. Um, to me, Houston's the better team, obviously, especially if Clint Capella's healthy. That just kind of seals the deal. Obviously, Harden's going to get every call in the world. He's going to get 35 to 50 points in the game. Who Something in that range. I'm, I'm projecting it like whether... whether uh, <laughs> like meteorologists do when a snowstorm's coming. It could be anywhere from 2 to 15 inches, you know. That's basically what James Harden's going to do. 30, 35 to 50 points in the game. Whatever. Chris Paul, I don't know. I mean, Chris Paul's going to get probably 11 assists, something like that. I expect a lot of threes, even though Houston sometimes struggles from downtown. They're only 20th in the league, but I think that's going to keep climbing. Believe it or not, they're 11th in points scored. That's their overall strength in general, but... I just think their overall game is what it is. They get the calls, they're they're savvy, they're smart, and that's why they're such a good team. I think they beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. Something along the likes of 128. Let's go with 130, since that's the way things have been right now. Ugh, no defense at all. 130 to, I don't know. It's just the way it's been lately. Even though Houston's been winning low-scoring games lately, they're playing tighter defense, which is really weird with Dan Tony. Usually there's no defense at all. Maybe it won't be 130 then. Okay, let's go with 120 to 110. Houston Rockets beat the Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns is going to get 35 and 18, 35, 15. Andrew had a couple of good games against Houston last year in the opening couple games. Let's go with 25 for Andrew. I have a feeling Andrew Wiggins is going to have a good game against the Rockets, believe it or not. Um, actually, the guy, as long as he's healthy, could be Derrick Rose with a few games off. I think he's going to get in the 20s in the game. Teague, I, I don't know. Is he... I don't know when he's going to play and when he's not going to play. Same with Rose half the time. But I do believe Rose is going to play and he's going to be good. He's always been good against Houston, at least since joining the Timberwolves. But the Rockets win by 10 at the end of the day. Let's keep moving. Golden State Warriors. My most hated team of all time in the NBA. I hate this team. I hate this team. Okay? At least I'm honest, right? At least I'm not saying I don't hate the Warriors. I hate the Warriors. Okay? Number one in field goal percentage, third in three-point percentage. Number one scoring team in the league. Big shocker, 118 points a game. Ninth in total rebounds. Not that we need to talk about rebounds all that much, but they're going to beat the Timberwolves. No. This game, generally speaking, they beat the Timberwolves, and that's just how it's been. Uh, So far this year, they've scored 116 points in both games. 
Both games were in Oracle Arena. Well, Minnesota wins one game annually against the Golden State Warriors, and it's either going to be March 19th or March 29th. Both of them are Target Center. Ten days apart, of course. We play them. We tend to play them later in the season. I think Minnesota wins this game. I mean, they're going to win one of them, one of these two, and I don't want to predict a 0-3 week because there's a strong possibility of that because the Wolves never play Charlotte well at all. Uh, Golden State is a, obviously what they are, championship team. They've won three out of their last four. They should have won four in a row, but luckily they didn't, thank God, because LeBron James and the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers took care of business in 2016 against an utterly ultra-cocky team <laughs> that, was, that won their 73 games and did not win a championship because they... I don't know. They just didn't. Um, Warriors have been kind of up and down the past few games. They beat the Philadelphia 76ers by three points in Philly, 120-117, to 117, and they got absolutely obliterated in Oracle Arena, 128-95 by the Boston Celtics. Who, do you see why I wish the Boston Celtics were like a championship contender right now? I mean, I boy, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great if they somehow pulled it off and they got to the finals and beat the Warriors? Because somebody's got to beat them. Because... LeBron James isn't going to beat the Warriors this year. He's probably not even going to make the playoffs for the first time since God knows. I mean, we're talking his rookie year here. He didn't make the playoffs in his rookie year. I think that is the last time. Wow. Warriors took care of Denver on March 8th. Happy birthday to my brother, 41 years of age on that day. 122-105. to Oh, boy. They lost to Phoenix. The Warriors lost to the Phoenix Suns. The Warriors lost to the Phoenix Suns, and then they almost lost to the Houston Sprockets. Um, I can't believe it. <laughs> 115-111 on March 10th. That was really funny. I found that very funny. Almost lost to Houston, and Houston, too. Houston did a hell of a job in that game. It just couldn't bleep and finish, which, I don't know. That's just how it is with the Warriors against these good teams. They just can't finish against the freaking Warriors. I think the Wolves get their annual victory over the Golden State Warriors. I think Carl Anthony Towns is a wonderful game. Somebody somebody unseen is going to step up like a Kogi. He's going to have some hot game. Uh, that's the one thing. Maybe it's going to have to be Carl because Derek Rose, I, I think he's going to have a good game against Houston and keep the Wolves in it. What's going to happen versus the Warriors, though? It's like they got the Wolves have to beat this team once this year, right? And we've actually played them fairly well in the games this season. I mean, fairly well. The first one was pretty crappy, 116-99. The second one, though, 116-108, that's not that bad. Wolves hung in there on the 10th of December. No more Budhead on that team. Budhead was on the first one on the November the 2nd. Budhead, Veterans Day, he got traded. That was right around that time. That was nice. Um, Carl, 42 points in the game. Makes some big plays down the stretch. Golden State, maybe that somebody's like, uh, you know, like there's always this game where they're not shooting particularly well. Josh Okoe is going to frustrate somebody uh, defensively, namely uh, Clay Thompson, somebody like that. It's just not going to shoot well from downtown. It's going to be one of the one of these two games. Golden State's going to have like a not so good game shooting the ball. They're just going to be clanging shots, and the Wolves will take advantage. Carl's going to get twenty rebounds because of it, and uh, I think Todd Gibson will be a factor in that sense as well with those gritty plays. I think Minnesota does pull off the victory against the Warriors, something along the likes of. Let's say 118. Minnesota's going to score 118 or 116, something like that, and the Warriors will be like 108. It's going to be a close game, obviously, if the Wolves win, but the Wolves pull it out. Carl uh, Anthony Towns making some defensive plays that that maybe you know that you're going to see that as he continues to improve in this league. He's going to get 42 points in the game. Um, is he going to get help from Wiggins or Rose or Josh Okogie? I, I, I have a feeling Okogie's going to have like a, a better game than normal, that type of thing. But some unseen player, like a Jeff Teague or Wiggins, or Rose is going to get you know a huge huge game, thirty points or something like that to help out Carl Anthony Towns and Minnesota survives, one sixteen one oh eight. It'll literally be the opposite of the game on December the tenth. That's usually when the Wolves beat the Warriors. It's something like that. That's why when I stare at that score, it's hard to believe. Because the Wolves usually in the past when they played the Warriors, they give up like one hundred and forty points or something. Um, but no, I think one sixteen one oh eight. Minnesota pulls it off against the Warriors in our annual Golden State victory to make us all happy that we beat the Warriors once a year. And uh, there you go. Obviously, Steph Curry is what he is. 29 points a game. 28 points a game. 43% from downtown. Kevin Durant's three-point percentage has dropped a bit this year. And his scoring slightly lower. 27.5. Clay Thompson, 40%. 22.5. DeMarcus Cousins has been very strong in his time in the league thus far. But I don't think he's going to beat Carl Anthony Towns this time. 
This, well, if DeMarcus Cousins does play, if he does have a strong game and all that and he frustrates Carl, then that will be the reason why the Warriors sweep the Timberwolves this season. That would be the difference, I think, compared to the past. As the Warriors have had not-so-good centers, uh, obviously we all love what the Aussie could do, uh, who's coming back to them again, Andrew Bogut. We all love what he could do in the past, and he got his rings and all that, and he went back to Aussie and is coming back maybe to Golden State here. We all love what he can do, but he, he you know, Carl had his, you know, Carl had some good games against him, and that's going to happen. But De- Demarcus Cousins has frustrated Carl in the past, but I do believe, well, last season when Demarcus was on the Pelicans, Carl had his way with him. So hopefully that'll be the difference, beating the Golden State Warriors on Tuesday night, up and coming here, Tuesday the nineteenth of Marzo, Mars or Marzo, whatever you want to call it, 2019, as we continue to look forward to play the Charlotte Hornets, Thursday the 21st in Charlotte, and we just never win there, ever, like we never win there, and Charlotte's seven games under 500, they're kind of trying to make the playoffs, obviously, they're, that whole division just stinks, I mean, Miami's three games under 500, they might make the playoffs, but they don't deserve to, I think that's set up now, though, even if you are winning your division, you don't make the playoffs anymore, because, I mean, you're three games under 500, and you're winning your division, that's, that's a joke, I guess there they are, the eighth seed, but yeah, it's measured up as the eighth seed, you don't get any home court or anything, and that's, that's good, they're just naturally the eighth seed, Charlotte, two games behind, they're trying to squeeze in past Miami, or Detroit, or whatever, Orlando's actually got 32 wins this year. That's like the best in a long time since the uh, 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 what's-his-face days. Old fake Superman, Dwight Howard there, the false Superman. Kemba Walker is a legitimate starting all-star player, 25 points a game. He's killed the Timberwolves over the years. Tony Parker obviously killed the Timberwolves for years with the San Antonio Spurs. So weird. Tony Parker, just a role player now, just a backup with the Charlotte Hornets. Looks really weird. Beautiful uniforms, but... Tony Parker wearing one is kind of weird. It's strange. Uh, Frank Kaminsky bleeped that bleeper as, uh, yeah, I can't remember the guy's name anymore, but Carl Anthony Towns' point guard, uh, Harrison there, years ago, a couple years ago. Um, he's uh, still on the Charlotte Hornets, the former Wisconsin Badger there. Uh, Cody Zeller, Michael Jordan's, Michael Jordan's little baby Jesus there. He was so excited when he got Cody Zeller, I guess. Jeremy Lamb, the former Thunder. You know, it's just a bunch of role players, really. And then, yep, there's Marvin Williams. He's still hanging around the former uh, Atlanta Hawks uh, number two overall pick years ago. Who's just an okay player. Just average at best. It's basically at Batum. Nicholas Batum. Batum. We just call him Batum. But Nicholas Batum, the guy David Kahn went after. And thank God that contract never got signed as he ended up, uh, the Portland Trailblazers ended up matching. Oh, boy. Oof, what a waste of money. Nicholas Batum, just an average guy. I remember thinking, like, you know, he's really not that great, so maybe that was a good thing that Portland matched, even though it's frustrating, because you want to get that, that big, that, that new addition. Maybe he's maybe he's this, got this untapped talent. And, no, he, he, he was never really as good after that, to be quite honest. Kemba Walker is the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, Jeremy Lamb is the second-best player with 15 points a game, and he's solid and everything, but Kemba Walker is the Charlotte Hornets. He's the buzz. And he needs a little help there. Uh, he could use a little help from Carl uh, Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. Maybe Andrew Wiggins for Marvin Williams. There you go. There's the trade of the century. You know, there's really nobody, yeah, you'd really want off this roster other than Jeremy Lamb. I, I, I'll take Jeremy Lamb over Andrew Wiggins, I guess, right now. But I don't know. Whatever. Watch Wiggins blow up in Charlotte then just miraculously because maybe Michael Jordan can knock some sense in the son of a gun. Maybe. I don't know. Kemba Walker, the Hornets. They're 1-4 and four in their last five. They lost to the Blazers by 10, 118-108 on March the 3rd. 91-84 to 84 loss to Miami, which is not helping their cause at home. you got to win. you got to beat Miami if you're going to make the playoffs. The Hornets beat the Wizards on March 8th, 112-111. They get destroyed by Milwaukee, surprise, in Milwaukee on a back-to-back, 131-114. And at Houston, a 108-106 loss to the Rockets, the Sprockets. The Hornets will play Washington, or at Washington, at Miami, and host the Philadelphia Phillies, Philadelphia 76ers, before playing the Timberwolves and hosting the Timberwolves on March the 21st. I don't know. The Wolves suck on the road. They never win in Charlotte. I don't think they're going to win this game. Somehow, I I, I mean, Carl's going to get, uh, he, I, I don't think Carl's going to score 30 in this game. I have a feeling it's going to be like 24, 25. I think it's going to be one of those rotten games where we just don't shoot well. 
but maybe somehow, someway, Andrew Wiggins has a nice, solid, like, 18-point game. Kata Bates chop. I, I think he's going to get double digits off the bench. I do believe, I just have a feeling, um, Kata Bates job might end up getting a lot of points in this game. Who knows, for whatever reason, but uh, depending on how things go against, say, Houston or this game, that Kata Bates job is going to probably get a significant amount of minutes, but also, I think he, he's earned minutes as a rotation player, not just garbage time. Um, otherwise, you're going to see C.J. Williams and Cameron Reynolds getting significant minutes in this game if things go ugly. I don't think it'll get that ugly, though. Um, they couldn't even beat the Heat at home. I mean, 91-84, so that's one thing with the uh, the Hornets. Their defense is decent, but they're just, there's just no scoring on this team other than Kevin Walker. Not a whole lot of consistency, not a whole lot of uh, re- reliability from these players. I just, we never beat this bleeping team, and we stink on the road. So I'm going to go with like 111 to 106. The uh, Charlotte Hornets beat the Timberwolves. I think Andrew Wiggins gets 18 points and has one of those nice little tease games where he's like 9 of 15 or something. Something like that. Uh, 7 of seven of 11, something like that. Uh, Sharich. Maybe Sharich has like a 20-point game against the Warriors, but uh, Sharich will probably get like 12, 15, something like that. But uh, I have a feeling it'll be one of those cute little tease games from Andrew Wiggins where it's just he gets two steals, two blocks, 18 points, and, and eight rebounds. A nice, solid game by Andrew. There you go. You know, So it'll be one of those. And then Carl's going to be a little bit on the lower scoring end for some reason. I just got the weird vibe coming into this one, and Kevin Walker's going to get 30-something. And uh, I don't expect much out of the Timberwolves' backcourt unless it's uh, Tyus Jones... Uh, going out there and getting double-digit assists, and the Wolves play solid enough to win this game. But right now, I don't think that I don't think that's going to happen for some reason. So, 111-106, Charlotte over Minnesota. 1-2, we beat the Warriors, and they have a letdown against Charlotte at the end of the day. Next coming week, it's only two games to preview, Memphis and the Clippers. That'll be interesting coming up in next week's show. With that said, we'll take a quick break and have some very brief fan interaction conversation in segment number three. back here on Timberwolves Explosion fan interaction segment at Wolves Explosion at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account that's where we're going to now Vince Germano out of Australia and Levi Brown out of New Zealand retweeted the most recent show thank you again very very much guys really appreciate it episode 243 we own OKC but that's basically was the case there is this 254 253 43 hmm I think I mistyped that it should have been 253 that's funny. Mm. Episode 253. I was staring at that like, that's not right, is it? Hmm. Well, interesting. <laughs> 253. Hmm. No, that's not right. Uh, this is very strange. Yeah, that's 253. Yeah. Well, that was the last episode anyway. This is 254 at the moment. So that was a dumb typo. My apologies, guys, for that one. Um, What did, what did Britt Robson say? I got to look at this. I honestly don't know if the Wolves are trying to tank, but that's what I was doing. Shelving Deng, doubtful tonight, plus Covington out again. Yep, I don't think he's ever going to play. Arguably would be the two best stealth ways to accomplish it by just kind of letting them sit. Yeah, lots more Gorgie and Wiggins, says Casey. That's funny. But yep, so interesting thoughts there from Mr. Brute Robson. Not towards me, unfortunately, but that's how it goes. Let's see where we go. I think that's it. I think that's it. Yep, nope, no, of course that's not it. I was talking about how, yep, when I was watching the the replay, because I had to watch the game after the game, just because, you know, my timing and my schedule, but I did watch it, of course. Uh, I was saying there was a play tonight by Wiggins where he literally spun around Ruby Gobert, one of the best defenders, defenders in the league, got an and one and missed the free throw. Just keep attacking the basket and you'll finally get somewhere near your potential. L.S.D. Brown says, God, I admire your optimism, Joey, with the crying, laughing face. Ha, that's funny. And, um, what the hell? Why would I like my own thing? I don't remember doing that. That's weird. So somebody else is in there. Uh, Levi Brown, I wonder why they won't show him. But uh, Levi Brown liked that. Thank you very much, Levi, out of 
New Zealand. That's it for Twitter. Pretty quiet. I mean, I need to tweet more often during these, and I'm going to try to do that to get more interaction. Thank you, though, for LSD Brown. Yep, I love my optimism, huh? So now we get to the Facebook page, if humanly possible. But before that, Flips Army giving a shout-out to the Flips Army Facebook page, in-game threads, and Tim Rule's conversation. Trevor Wicker and the founder of that page, kind enough to allow me to post links on that page. I encourage you to join that one as well, the Flips Army page, which a good number of you have over time, which is greatly appreciated. Yep, there's that 243. What the hell? Yeah, you can see clearly 252 defense is optional is the one before. So, oh, well, I can't edit the Twitter. I can edit the Facebook one. I'm going to do that real quick here on the fly. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion is this Facebook page. Of course, Flips Army encouraging you to join that. But yes, Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Links to this one and the Twitter account will be in the show description along with the email address, which we'll get to in a moment. Ah, no comments on that section, but here we go. The Andrew Wiggins shot chart during the course of 2018-2019. Wow. Well, interesting. Um, so I'm going to turn around here to look at something. So yeah, it'll be on his left side. Okay, left-hand side. So when you're looking at the basketball court and all this, the basketball chart, obviously, you may have to imagine yourself on the court, so you have to flip her around. On the right side of the court, the corner three, Andrew Wiggins, is 21%. In the, the arch, 28% beyond the arc. Top of the key, 29%. On the left side, though, very interesting, 33%. That's still not good from the top of the key, or from the, the left arch. And then the left corner shot, 57% for Andrew Wiggins from downtown. 57% from Andrew Wiggins from downtown on the left corner three, which says a hell of a lot because you look at the rest of his chart. Again, awful. Um, field goal percentage beyond eight feet, 32.5%. That's freaking horrible. And he takes nine bajillion long twos, and you can see his chart here as it continues to rise. Just in, well, a bit in front of the, the, the right arch, we can call it, 27%. In front of the left arch, 29%. Of course, near the basket, you know, getting contested or whatever, 52%. And the left baseline, 37%. That's the second best, third best, we'll say, obviously, besides being close to the basket. But his highest percentage shot, Andrew Wiggins, from the left corner, the left corner, 57%. 57%. So I know players are going to try to deny that, but if he can get there, you know, you know how you move without the ball, like anybody would do, and launch some catch-and-shoot threes, high percentage shot. So if you can somehow, some way, get Wiggins to shoot out that way, that would be greatly appreciated. Wiggins is shot. I, I I don't know why it isn't better. I don't know why. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know why it's dropped off so much. Um, I, again, I'm not here to bash Wiggins, but it's very important to look at this chart and analyze what's going on. Now, these are his numbers up to this season. Very, way above average on that left corner. Um, but everywhere else beyond the court, everywhere else beyond that left corner, Andrew Wiggins is below average or way below average. Um, all those two-point shots, he's way, way below average. And what what the hell is the point of that? 21%, by the way, from the right uh, corner. I can't even believe that. It's it's weird. It's just odd. He's even below average, close to the basket and all that. Contested. For one, Andrew Wiggins needs to put on more muscle for when he does attack the basket. He gets the job done. He doesn't get contested. He doesn't get knocked away. He doesn't get the ball knocked out of his hands. He needs to break someone's wrist dunking that ball. And then that is a that is just a, an expression, not legitimately breaking people's wrists. So, yeah, don't get too crazy. Um, but uh, that's the situation. The guy's struggling very, very much. Again, very high frequency from those stupid-ass long twos that are, you know, not even 30% shots. I mean, they're not even 30%. Not even 30%. And he's way above average on that left corner three. So, let's keep her coming. Keep it coming, Andrew. Keep it coming. 57%. Keep it coming. That would be nice. Um, sickening, man. Sickening. It's very sad. Terrible. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about that other than what the hell. Uh, who was talking about something here? What just happened? It just all went away. Just let me see the damn comments. Um, Nate Warden said, and we gave him a max contract. What a waste. Now, how do we get rid of him without losing your rear? I was saying that's going to be the hard part. Almost impossible. 
And then Wayne Hunt of the Courtside Podcast, which I didn't even shout out to last show. I shout, I mentioned their names. I didn't even shout out to the show last uh, episode, so I apologize for that. They have a brand new show coming out. Oh, Scott Doherty also posted, Andrew Wiggins has 7,485 uh, 7, points during his career. How many points has Andrew Wiggins scored in his career? So that's good and everything. Um, I want Andrew Wiggins to succeed. I'm guessing this is his way of like, hey, he scored almost 8,000 points, blah, blah, blah. So don't bash on him too much. I don't want to bash on Andrew Wiggins. I want Andrew Wiggins to succeed because if Andrew Wiggins succeeds, the Timberwolves are in really good shape. I mean, when Andrew Wiggins scores 30 points and Carl scores 30 points, I mean, simple math, that's 60 right there with just two guys, and you got yourself a legitimate tandem that can lead this team to, to bigger and better things for many, many years because Andrew just turned 24. Um, but you look at the shot chart, and it's frustrating. And I didn't post it there just to bash and trash the guy, Scott Doherty. If, if, I hope that's not what you're thinking. I don't think it is. Just you know, sit down and analyze what he's good at. How about that? You know, I'd like to analyze what he's good at. 57% from the left corner. So keep it coming. Keep that coming. And boy, oh boy, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why he isn't better in the other areas on the court. It's strange. But there's an area where he can shoot. He can definitely shoot the ball in that area. So that's definitely worth conversation. Scott Doherty, I believe, out of South Dakota. We'll come back to Wayne Hunt in one second out of Australia. It's like, I believe Scott Doherty, he might be local. I thought I saw something, but there's no information. Oh, well, that's just kind of how that goes. Rochester, okay. Rochester, Minnesota. I like Rochester. I've been, I haven't been there in a little while, but I like it. Scott Doherty, cool guy out there. Uh, Flip's Vision, I believe, is his uh, Facebook page as well. So, big shout-out to that page also. Flip's Vision, which was actually the title of one of my episodes not too long ago, talking about uh, young Mr. Ryan Saunders, as he was a big part of Flip's Vision in the coming years. Now, I'd like to see Wayne Hunt's quote here, if it could come back, because I was bouncing around here. And, oh, boy. Wayne Hunt, again, the Courtside Podcast. He's the alpha dog of that podcast awesome basketball show he's a Memphis Grizzlies fan but they cover every team in the NBA as much as possible everybody including the Tim Rules courtside podcast iTunes and Podbean of course great basketball show Wayne Hunt out of Sydney Australia Stu Benson out of Sydney Australia Vinrock Vince Germano out of Melbourne Australia love you guys oh so very much Vince Germano love the guy oh so much no, I've known him for years and have been uh, great friends out of Australia. All three of those guys are just awesome. Um, more than worth a listen. Entertaining, fun basketball conversation and very intelligent basketball conversation. Do check that out. Big time there. Um, they've endorsed this show on many occasions as well, and I can't thank you guys enough for that. Wayne Hunt wraps up the comment section here saying, Now, if I was to replace Wiggins' picture with Jeff Green, no one would really be shocked. Add a Max Deal and Wiggs' face. And the reality is scary. Yep, Max Deal and Wiggins' face. And, yep, reality is scary. Yeah, Jeff Green has struggled all over the place. And he never really became much of anything. I thought he was going to be great with uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. And it just never happened. Um, remember, he was a pretty high draft pick. Uh, ultimately part of the whole uh, Ray Allen trade years ago to build that great Boston team that only won one championship but multiple finals appearances. 2009, they probably would have gone back-to-back if not for the Garnett knee injury, unfortunately. Uh, coming down uh, after dunking, I believe it was. He had a dunk and came down and hypersented his knee and never really was the same after that at the end of the day. Because, uh, I don't know, miraculously, the guy played into his 40s, did Garnett, but he could hardly, you know, hardly hold up with those painful knee injuries there. Yes, sir, that painful knee injury that never really fully recovered. So with that said, again, gave the shout-out to the Courtside Podcast. Highly endorse it in a big way. Going to give a contact details out and wrap up the show here. The phone line, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for a Timberwolves explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. Always appreciated. There's the call now button on the Facebook page, which goes to the exact same phone line through Facebook Messenger. Very simple stuff. Again, same three-minute limit there because it is an actual voicemail, so be aware of that. The best route, I think, is the audio submission route, which Tanae Brown has used in the past. Tanae's awesome takes in the past. Gotta get him back on board. Le- Levi Brown, more than welcome to call in. Vinrock Vince Germano, who's done it before now, which is great. If you'd like to hear it again, I'd love to hear Vince Germano uh, do that again, audio submission route. All you use is a uh, free voice recording application on your smart device or 
if you have a microphone and you can uh, use a soft uh, editing software like Audacity or whatever it is, depending on what type of computer you have, Apple, Macintosh, uh, or of course Macintosh, wow, that sounds really old, um, or, uh, you know, PC, like this HP uh, laptop right here, uh, whatever you do, microphone, Audacity, whatever software, just record it and save it and send it to Paladino Live at Yahoo.com, Paladino Live at Yahoo.com, and again, your smart device, same thing, any freezer, free voice recording application, you just save it and send it to that same email address, if need be, I will convert it into an MP3 file, thanks to Zumzar or Converto.com. Can't thank those websites enough for providing that free service when it's a small file like that. And if it's a larger file, they charge a small fee. So very, very much worth it. Very much appreciated to those websites and all. Uh, thanks again, guys, for being listeners to the show, being loyal to the show. Please write a positive rating. For Kimball's Explosion on iTunes, Stitcher, or Double Twist would be greatly appreciated. iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcast, I should say. Um want to thank you in advance. Anybody that will be willing to do that, it makes the show more attractive to potential new listeners that might be curious which Tim Rule's show to check out because, unfortunately, there have been more and more options over the years as this was pretty much pretty much the original Tim Rule's podcast. I still think it's the best Tim Rule's podcast out there, but that's up to you how you feel. Luckily, thank you. A couple of solid, solid positive ratings lately. The other thing is, what's what happens, too, is it splits up the countries, which is weird. So if you put it all together, the, the rating would be pretty pretty damn good. Australia, Canada, and others out there. Because um, I have a good number of ratings from Australia. Uh, one, uh, Two from Canada that both really like this show as well. Again, so thanks again so much for that. Those of you that have done that. It's weird that they split up the countries. I should just put it all in one thing so everybody can see what people had to say. But you have to switch over to those countries to see it. It's weird. Um, but again, thanks to those of you that have done it over the years. And those of you that will be willing to do it right now, please do. And I can't thank you enough if you do come around to doing that. With that said, hopefully Minnesota can survive this very difficult schedule these in these three games. And let's beat the Warriors. Let's beat the Warriors. That would make me feel very damn good. 